0: My Dhamma Ki Jai Jagannath Puri Dhamma Ki Jai Gangamai Jamuna Devi Ki Jai Bhakti Devi Ki Jai Tulsi Maharani Ki Jai Samaveta Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai Lord Premananda All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to Sri, Guru and Garanga. All glories to Sri Prabhupada Nama Om Padaya, Krishna Prasthaya Bhutalaya Shri Mati Bhakti Raja Swami Kinnapaya Namaste, Sarasvati, Devay, Gauravani, Picharani, Nivisesa, Sanyavali, Bhaskachar, Deshicharani. Vandeham, Sri Guru, Sri, Cha, Padakamalam, Sri, Guru, Vaishnava, Mishcha, Sri, Rupam, Sadvajatam, Sahagana, Raganatam, Vitam, Stam, Sajivam, Sadvaitam, vadutam padichana Sahita, Krishna, Chaitanya, Deva, Sri Radha, Krishna, Padam, Sahagana, Lalita, Sri, Vishakam, Vitam, Chacham, Vanchakalpa, Sri, Bhishcha, Kivasan, Vaishnavam. Cha, Vaishnavi, Jai jai Jaya shri chaitanya Chandra, Jaya
1: ni
0: chandananda Jai jai shri chaitanya jai ni chandananda Jai Jaya jo Chandra Jaya goravaakta vinda Jai jai shri chaitanya jai ni chandananda Jai jai shri chaitanya jai ni chandananda Jai jo chhanda jai goravaakta So it's May 24th, 2016, in New Vrindavan, West Virginia, reading from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adilila, the spiritual, Adilila 1, the spiritual masters, text 46. Acharyamam Dijaniyan, Navamanyeta Kari Chit, chit. chit. Namarcha Budhyasuyeta. Sarvadeva Deva, my oh guru. Acharyam, Acharya. the spiritual master. Mum, myself. myself. Vijaniyat. Vijaniyat. Vijaniyat, one should know. One should know. Na avamanyeta, ava one, one should never disrespect. Karichit, at, at any time. Na, Na. never. never. Marchabujya. With the idea of his being an ordinary man, Asurieta, one should be envious. Sarvadeva, of all demigods, Maya, representative, Guruhu, the spiritual master.
1: One should know the translation. One should know the acharya as myself, Krishna
0: Singh, and never disrespect him in any way. One should not envy him, thinking him an ordinary man. For he's the representative of all the demigods. This is a very long purport. And we're traveling today, so I have to end the class in half an hour. So I don't know if we'll have time to do any more than read the purport. Purport. This is a verse of Srimad Bhagavatam, 11, spoken by Lord Krishna when he was questioned by Uddhava regarding the four social and spiritual orders of society. The Lord was specifically instructing how a Ramachari should behave under the care of a spiritual master. A spiritual master is not a spiritual master is not an enjoyer of facilities offered by his disciples. He is like a parent. Without the attentive service of his parents, a child cannot grow to manhood. Similarly, without the care of the spiritual master one can now rise to the plane of transcendental service. So who gives more? Does the parent give more to the children or the children give more to the parents?
1: Parents.
0: Parents give much more to the children. And the parents are not enjoyers of facilities offered by the children, except maybe their old age. It works the other way. The children enjoy the facilities offered by the parents. So Prabhupada says, the spiritual master is not an enjoyer of facilities offered by his disciples. He is like a parent. Okay, going on. The spiritual master is also called Acharya, or Transcendental Professor of Spiritual Science. So sometimes we think Acharya only applies to a big Sampradaya Acharya, like Madhvacharya, Ramanujacharya. Uh, But Acharya really is a synonym for Guru, although there also are great Sampradaya Acharyas who are the Gurus for many persons. So every Guru is an Acharya to their disciples. The spiritual master is also called acharya, or a or transcendental professor of spiritual science. The Mana 2.140 explains the duties of an acharya, describing that a bona fide spiritual master accepts charge of disciples, teaches them the Vedic knowledge with all its intricacies, and gives them their second birth. The ceremony performed to initiate a disciple into the study of spiritual science is called Upaniti, or the function that brings one nearer to the spiritual master. One who cannot be brought nearer to a spiritual master cannot have a sacred thread, and thus he is indicated to be a sutra. The sacred thread of the body of a Ramana Kshatriya Vaisya is a symbol of initiation by the spiritual master. It is worth nothing if one merely to boast of my parentage. So I'm probably saying that the sacred thread is supposed to be a symbol of initiation, not supposed to be a symbol of birth. The duty of the spiritual master, uh, the duty of the spiritual master is to initiate the disciple with the sacred thread ceremony, and after the samskara or purificatory process, the spiritual master actually begins to teach the disciple about the Vedas. So traditionally, when the Brahmachari went to the Gurukul they were first taught just the alphabet and basic grammar. And until they had received the sacred thread, they couldn't study the scriptures directly. So the, the concept Right now, we're redistributing the scriptures to people in general was not done in ancient times. In ancient times, people didn't study the scriptures until they were initiated by the gurus. Any idea why? I mean,
1: I could guess that we need Guru, Shastra, and Sadhu, otherwise we can speculate and interpret. Excellent.
0: We need Guru, Shastra, Sadhu. You don't want to have just Shastra. So if we look at the history of religion, let's say we want to look at the Catholic Church. So, of course, uh, Jesus was originally preaching to Jewish people, and they were using their scriptures, the Torah and the Talmud and things of that nature. And later, Jesus' grand disciple, Paul, decided that he wanted to preach to non-Jews. Eventually, it really came out that they were having their own separate religion, and most of the people becoming followers of Jesus were not coming from the Jewish community. So at a certain point, the Christians decided they wanted their own scripture, and they compiled the writings of various leaders in Christianity to form what we now know as the New Testament. However, the New Testament was not in the vernacular. It was not available to the people in general, nor was the Old Testament. And for a long time, anyone who wanted to become a Christian had to go through the priests and the monks. In fact, in medieval Europe, only the priests, not even all of them, and the monks were illiterate. Especially in languages like Latin and Aramaic and Hebrew, the general populace didn't know them, and so people could only access Christianity through these gurus or through these people who were apparently gurus. And Martin Luther was the person who said, "Wait a minute! People should be able to access the Bible directly." Of course, the people who uh, started printing the Bible, translating the Bible into English, and printing it like Gutenberg were persecuted. So the first people—what was his name? So that's with the T. The first person who started, uh, Tyndale, I think, who made the first Bible in English and started distributing it to the people in general, uh, these people were burned at the stake and persecuted because how dare you get the scriptures into the common language and into the hands of ordinary people? People should only be able to study the scriptures under the authority of a priest or a monk or a nun or someone like that. They shouldn't be able to study independently. So, such a concept was also there in the Vedic times. The scriptures were written by hand, yes? And before that they were memorized, and they were not given to someone who hadn't first made a vow of obedience to Guru and a vow of following certain principles and chanting certain mantras. So why else do you think this rule was there? That you had to understand Shastra through Guru, and why else? Yes, probably. That way if not, if you can also control of They can keep control over the religion. Okay, well that might be a bad thing. Uh, how could it be a good thing? What do you think was the positive intent? And, uh, it's also negative
1: that we can interpret Shastra in so many different ways.
0: Exactly. Shastra can be interpreted. The the Christians like to say the devil can cite scripture and Prabhupada would also quote this. We see this in our Christian movement even. We see people, you know, having Shastric wars. And different people will quote different things from the scriptures and use them just to promote their own position. Yes, this? So what do you think is, is another reason? What happens when a person is chanting the mantras given by Guru and following the process given by Guru? They become what? Powerful. They become what? Powerful? They become powerful, certainly. And they become what else? What? Purified. Purified. The concept is that you shouldn't be reading the scriptures unless you're in sattva unless you're purified, and unless you're under the strict discipline of a guru. So unless you're under the strict discipline of a guru and you personally are purified, you're likely to misinterpret the scriptures and use them for your own purposes. So the, the positive intention of control was to keep the religion pure. So the only people who could study the religion directly, the only people who could study the Shastras directly, were those who had vowed obedience to a guru and therefore would understand the scriptures through guru and who were in a process of purification. Now we can say, well, what about the Shudras? Well, they were guided by those people. They had to go through those people. They couldn't touch the scriptures directly. So this was the, the principle, which obviously we're not following today, are we? No. A person going on with about this person, purpose, a person born a shudra is not barred from such spiritual initiation. So he's clarifying shudra is not by birth, provided he is approved by the spiritual master who is duly authorized to award a disciple the right to be a brahmana if he finds him perfectly qualified. In the Vayu Purana, and acharya is defined as one who knows the import of all Vedic literatures, explains the purpose, purpose of the Vedas, abides by their rules and regulations. And teaches his disciples to act in the same way. That's a nice definition, succinct definition of the qualification for a guru. Going on, only out of his immense compassion does the personality of Godhead reveal Himself as a spiritual master. Therefore, in the dealings of an Acharya, there are no activities but those of transcendental loving service to the Lord. He is the supreme personality of servitor Godhood. It is worthwhile to take shelter of such a steady devotee who is called ashraya vikraha, or the manifestation or form of the Lord of whom one must take shelter. If one poses himself as an acharya but does not have an attitude of servitorship to the Lord, he must be considered an offender, and this offensive attitude disqualifies him from being an acharya. The bona fide spiritual master always engages in unalloyed devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by this test, he is known to be a direct manifestation of the Lord and a genuine representative of Srimati Nanda Such a spiritual master is known as Acharya Dev. Influenced by an envious temperament and dissatisfied because of an attitude of sense gratification, mundaners criticize a real Acharya. In fact, however, a bona fide Acharya is none different from the personality of Godhead and therefore to envy such kacharya is to envy the personality of God in Himself. This will produce an effect subsur- sub- subversive of transcendental realization. As mentioned previously, disciples should always respect the spiritual master as a manifestation of Sri Krishna. But at the same time, one should also remember, always remember that a spiritual master is never authorized to imitate the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. False spiritual masters pose themselves as identical with Sri Krishna in every respect to exploit the sentiments of their disciples. But such impersonalists can only mislead their disciples, for their ultimate aim is to become one with the Lord. This is against the principles of the devotional cult. The Vedic philosophy is a Chintipeta tantra, which establishes everything to be simultaneously one with and different from the personality of Godhead. So Prabhupada is making the point that the spiritual master is not different from Krishna, but he is different, because the spiritual master cannot engage in the leelas of Krishna. And just like we say to, to Krishna, Janaka Janamidaita Tanayi Prabhu Guru Pati Tu right? Bhakti Nautakura says so you're my mother, my father, my lover, my son, my guru, my everything. But it would be very inappropriate to say that to the spiritual master. If you went to Srila Prabhupada and said, you're my mother, my father, my lover, my son, my uh, my guru, my master, my everything, he'd look at you and say, no. In fact, when devotees right here in Vrindavan said that Prabhupada was God, Prabhupada threw them out of the movement. So it's not that the guru is God in the sense that he's going to have Rasalila with his disciples. And it's not that the guru is God in the sense that he's going to, you know, throw bell fruits with his disciples like a counterpoint. That's not... The, the mood. You know, or that if you're in Vatsalya you're going to start, you know, treating your guru like your child because he's not different from Krishna. So this is, that's a, a misunderstanding. So he's not different from Krishna because he's fully representing Krishna. The authority of Krishna is fully within him. Just like when we're driving down the road, if a police officer stops us, we stop. Why? The police officer is a jiva, like us. Correct? The police officer, you can say, is just another citizen of the country. But because the police officer is deputized by the government, we even use the word deputy, the whole power of the government resides in that police officer. Does that make sense to you? The power and the authority of the government, when you see that police officer, it's as if you're seeing the whole of the United States government. You respect the police officer as if you are there with the entire government of the even though the police officer, in one hand, is just a citizen like you were. That is why any violence against a police officer or killing a police officer is taken as a much more serious crime than a similar crime against an ordinary citizen. Because it's a crime against the government. Does everybody follow? Yes. It's not just against, you know, Joe Smith, who's, who's in the uniform. But it's, it's almost like an act of treason against the whole government. Okay, and it's interesting now, yeah, Śrīla Prabhupāda is uh, referring to Manasiksha Raghunath Goswami, Swami, which we've just produced. I've noticed that Prabhupāda often refers to verse 2 of Manasiksha. Going on, the Raghunath Daskal Swami confirms that this is the real position of a bona fide spiritual master and says one should always think of the spiritual master in terms of his intimate relationship with Mukunda Sri Krishna. So this is, Prabhupāda's referring to Manasiksha text 2, where Raghunath Swami says one should see the guru as Mukundaprasta. Or the dear friend of the Kaman. Jīva Goswami Prophet says, going on, in his Bhakti Sandarbha 213, has clearly explained that a pure devotee's observation of the spiritual master and Lord Shiva as being one with the personality of Godhead exists in terms of their being very dear to the Lord, not identical with him in all respects. Following in the footsteps of Srila Swami Goswami and Jīva Goswami, later acharyas like Sri Vishnu Chakari Thakur have confirmed the same truths. In his prayers to the spiritual master, Shula Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur confirms that all the revealed scriptures accept the spiritual master to be identical with the personality of Godhead because he is a very dear and confidential servant of the Lord. What prayer is that? Remastered. Yes, but which verse of the Guru Six. Can anybody say the verse of the Guruvastika to which Yulaprabha is referring?
1: Yes, please.
0: Six? No, not four. Um, no, seven.
1: Seven. Which is the verse? Can
0: anybody say it without looking it up? Saksha Hari Twaina Samashta Shastra Ruktasta Tava Kintu Prabhurya Priya So, Samashta Shastra in all the Shastras Kintu Prabhurya because he is Hari twena, he's like Hari, Kintu Prabhurya Priya tasya because Priya he is dear, Tasya to him because he is very dear to Prabhu, to the Lord. So Prabhupada says here, Vishnachar confirms that all the revealed scriptures, except the spiritual master, to be identical with, with the personality of God, and because he is a very dear and confidential servant of the Lord. It's very important, by the way, when we read to a Prabhupada's purpose, even if Prabhupada doesn't quote the verse or give the verse number, many times, like in these two instances with Magashiksha and with the Guru Vastaka, Prabhupada is, is really quoting a verse or referring to a verse. And we should know the verses to which he's referring. Going on with the purport, Gaudiya Vaishnavas therefore worship Srila Gurudev, the spiritual master, in the light of his being the servitor of the personality of Godhead. In all the ancient literatures of devotional service and the more recent songs of Srila Narottam Das Thakur, Srila Bhakti Thakur, and other unalloyed Vaishnavas, the spiritual master is always considered either one of the confidential associates of Srimati Radharani or a manifested representation of Srila Nityananda. Acharya Mam Bhajani Yam, Nava Mani Tikari Chit, Namarja Sarva Deva, deva Mayo Guru. Once you know the Acharya as myself, I never disrespect him in any way. One you not envy him, thinking he's an ordinary man, for he's the representatives of all the demigods. So I thought we would talk, again, just very briefly, I'm sorry we don't have a lot of time, about how to authentically follow Guru. Srila Prabhupada speaks a lot in this purport of the qualifications to be a guru. What does it mean to be a bona fide guru and how to see how the disciple should see and deal with the guru. And again, I thought we could talk just briefly, how should uh, disciples deal with the guru authentically so that we follow these instructions of the Lord but we're not fanatics or cult followers. And I believe that we, in Iskron we have swung like a pendulum back and forth that sometimes we deal with guru in some sort of fanatic cultish way, including dealing with Srila Prabhupada in that way, and sometimes we deal with guru in a very critical and envious way, including, I've seen people deal with Srila Prabhupada in that way. So I would like to see, what what does it mean that we authentically follow guru? And again, I apologize that because of the time today and our having to leave with, we have a ride of someone who has an appointment, that we're not going to be able to discuss this in depth. So I wanted to look at two things. Expertise and trust. What is that? Expertise and trust. So why is it that we follow anyone? What induces us to follow anyone? Ever for anything?
1: If you if you want
0: if you want to find out how to get from here to wheeling. Why is it that when I ask somebody, I'm going to listen to what they say? Because I think, first of all, they know what they're doing. They have some expertise. Right? My granddaughter was having some problems with her phone, that she couldn't find pictures she had taken on her phone. And she and I tried to mess with it, and we couldn't figure it out. And I said, let's call my son, her, her uncle, and he was able to figure it out in a couple minutes. She said, why could he see it when we couldn't? He was looking at the folder and he found it and we were looking at the folder and we couldn't find it because he has expertise. So when we ask somebody for directions, for guidance, for shelter, we look at their expertise. The other thing we look at is whether or not there's trust, whether we can trust that person, whether there's a relationship of love, whether they care about us and we care about them, but primarily in this instance is whether they care about us. If somebody has expertise and they don't care about me, I can't trust them, they may use their expertise to harm me. And if someone cares about me but they're not an expert, they may mislead me out of sentimentality. You know, it's just like if ever you post on social media that you have some disease, so, you know, a hundred people will send you their cures. None of, and none of those people have any medical expertise. Yes, we all have this experience. They care about you, but they don't know what they're talking about. So, the two things that we're looking for in a spiritual master is that they have expertise, which you, Prabhupada, is going through here, and that there's a relationship of caring. So, we're going to look first at the relationship of caring the Guru as loving us. And Prabhupada talks here about the Guru not as being the enjoyer of the facilities of the disciples but as being a parent. A good parent does not think about enjoying the facilities offered by the children. In fact, Shri talks about the parental relationship as being the closest to pure love, particularly the mother, uh, but also we see this in the fathers, that you have this mood that I am simply here to serve my child, not to get something from my child. And that is the closest to pure love. So the guru is meant to be like that. The guru is meant to have this mood of giving. And Prabhupada talks about in this purport all the things that the guru is supposed to give to the disciple. The guru does not have the mood that I'm a guru to get something from my disciples. Mm -hmm. And Krishna is loving the guru. So this Prabhupada is quoting kintu praburiya priya evitasya. There's a loving relationship between Krishna and the spiritual master. The spiritual master has love for Krishna, which is exemplified in the fact, as Prabhupada says in this purport, I don't know if I can find it right away, that the, the, uh, yeah, in the dealings of Acharya there are no activities but those of transcendental loving service to the Lord. He says that, and that's a similar statement. That the Guru is engaged, always in serving the Lord blind, because the Guru loves the Lord. And the Lord is providing knowledge and guidance to the Guru because the Lord loves the Guru. And you can say the Lord loves everyone, so sorry, but however, the Lord is reciprocating. So the Lord has particular affection for those who have particular affection for Him. So because the bona fide Guru is in love with the Lord and the Lord is in love with him. And then we also trust the Guru because we love the Guru and I wanted to quote from a lecture Srila Prabhupada gave in Bombay um, um, seven twelve one, which is all about brahmacharis. On April 12, 1976 he said, Therefore brahmachari means living under direction of Guru, Guru Hithrami. how how he can be simply thinking of benefiting the spiritual master. Unless that position comes, nobody can serve Guru. It is not an artificial thing. The Brahmacharya, the disciple, must have genuine love for Guru. Then he can be under his control. Otherwise, why should one be under the control of another person? So Śrīla Prabhupāda's making the point that the disciple doesn't think of him or herself under the control of the guru as some kind of ritualistic thing or some kind of uh, institutional thing, or some kind of forced thing. But because the disciple trusts the guru, it has love for the guru. So the guru loves the disciple like a parent loves a child. The guru loves Krishna. Krishna loves the guru. The disciple loves the guru. There's this relationship of love and Prabhupāda talked about How our society should be like a family based on Love. love and trust. Love and trust. So what do we mean by love? And that's a very hard word to define. What do we mean by love? At least in psychology, they define love as having three characteristics. First of all, you find the one you love to be fascinating. You're you're interested in them. You're not bored by them. The next is that you consider the person you love to be of value to you. You consider them to be important. When we say, I miss you, what does that mean? It means that your absence from my life is making a difference to me. It matters. It matters to me emotionally. It matters to me practically whether or not you're around, whether or not I have a relationship with you. There's many people we find fascinating, but they have no value in our life. Isn't that a fact? So many people in the world we find fascinating and interesting, we might want to hear about them. But whether or not we see them, whether or not they're in our life, makes no difference to us. So, love, it makes a difference. So much so, like the gopis, if their eyes would blink, they were devastated. And then, the last item of love, again, this is analysis in modern psychology, is that you're there for that person, as we say in English, you have their back. So I often tell the story of, of a devotee who would always tell me how much she was my friend and how much she was there for me. And one day I called her and I said, I have a doctor's appointment in, my, in an hour and my car just broke down. Can you drive me? And she said, it's my day off today. I don't want to do anything out of the house. So that's not love. Love is I have your back, you have your back. I can depend on you. This is the concept, of course, of shelter. We are each other's shelter, correct? If that's, if that's not there, then it's, if you're if I'm fascinated by you and you're important to me, but we're not each other's mutual shelter, that's not love. It may be exploitive. Then why are you important to me? Maybe you're important to me so I can exploit you in some way. But if you're important to me so much, then I will sacrifice for you. Sarvagatam brahmam nitya yakya prajistitam, the absolute truth is always found in acts of sacrifice so unless there is some sacrifice for the one that we love there's no no meaning to love and we were just teaching in Columbus of the nine processes of devotional service Sakya and in Sakya there's two divisions Vishvasa and Mitra Vishvasa means the Lord is my friend the Lord is my protector the Lord is my maintainer I can depend on the Lord as my only shelter Mitra is the Lord can depend on me I am going to do the Lord's mission. I am going to be there for the Lord. So not just, you know, Krishna, help! And then he's there with an unlimited sorry. But when Krishna says, Hey, you help me! We don't say, No, Lord, it's my day off. I already gave him my 16 rounds this morning, Lord. I'm done for the day. You know, that the Lord is there as our shelter and we are there also for the Lord. So these are the elements of love. And this this love should be, as these definitions of love, to be interested in the other person, to find them fascinating, to want to hear about them, to want to talk about them, not find them boring, to value them. And they are our shelter, and I am also there for them. They, I can count on them, they can count on me. So that's from the guru to the disciple, between the guru and God, and from the disciple to the guru. The guru loves the disciple, the guru loves God, God loves the guru, the disciple loves the guru. Then look at expertise. What is the expertise? So Śrīla Prabhupada would often talk about uh, stotriya rama nistam as the verse to indicate the qualifications for being guru. Stotriyam, to have heard. And Prabhupada would explain strotriyam as meaning coming in parampara. It's one of the main things. Although Srila Prabhupada does not emphasize that at all, even mention it in this particular purport, it's one of the main qualifications Srila Prabhupada gives for who is a guru. They must be coming in parampara. As Satsuh once said, he was distributing books at the airport, and one man said, I don't need these books, I already have my own master. And Satsuh asked him, who is your master's master, and he, looked confused and said, I don't think he has any. So if a person says, I am a spiritual master, but I have no master, then he's claiming to be God. So a spiritual master must also be a disciple, must be coming in Parampara, and must have realized Brahmanishtam to be fixed in the Absolute Truth which is what Śrīla Prabhupāda is talking about a lot in this purport. Not that I have a little time for God and then I have a little time for my tongue and my belly and my genitals and then I have a little time for God and, you know, like that. But to be fixed in the Absolute Truth, Brahmanishtam, and to be acting as a messenger, Śrīla Prabhupāda often emphasized this quality of the Guru, that Brahmanishtam, sturdjaya and Brahmanishtam means they don't change anything. Why do we change things? We change things in order to glorify ourselves. We change our presentations of the scriptures and what we emphasize and what we don't emphasize to make ourselves look better and to justify what we want to enjoy in this world. And only someone who has no desires like that is going to be able to present the Shastra purely and transparently. We can also look at the expertise of the Guru in terms of their function. And Srila Prabhupada says, accepts charge of disciples, teaches them the Vedic knowledge, and gives them their sacred birth. So the Guru has some duties to do it's not that the Guru just simply comes and gives you a hug. You know, there, there's some practical duties that the Guru does. It's, it's just like parents, you know. It's not like someone says, well, I'm your parent just because here I am. You know, I do things practically, just like Krishna Balaram told Mother Yasoda you're our real parents because you actually took care of us. So part of the expertise of the Guru is how much can they really explain the Shastra and help the disciples overcome their doubts. To what extent can they connect the disciples with Krishna? So this is what we are looking for in a guru and in our relationship with Guru. Their expertise and this trust. They are in parampara. they are totally devoted to the Lord, they are pure messenger of the Lord, they are performing the functions of the Lord. In that way they are expert. And that there is this loving relationship from guru to disciple, guru to God, God to guru, and disciple to guru. When we have this kind of relationship between guru and disciple, then there's no question of being cultish and there's no question of becoming fanatic. Cultish and fanatic behavior exists when there isn't genuine love, when there's exploitation, and when the persons that we submit ourselves to are not practically expert and qualified. So this is a very big topic. We could be discussing this for many, 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 many years. In fact, in this time we have been discussing this for many, 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 many uh, I don't pretend in any way whatsoever that this is the final, absolute, uh, all-inclusive word on the on the subject. Um, I really, literally, have two minutes uh, before I have to go and, and pack up everything. So again, I, I do apologize, but we could take just a couple of quick questions or comments. Please don't have them be political. If they're political, I just simply will say Hare Krishna, and not answer them.
1: Yes, please. Madhavji, did you need to look at uh, uh, explain the? Theory. Disrespect and envy the spiritual master. Yes. So he just said this. Loka talks about don't
0: disrespect or envy the spiritual master. And
1: in the Parkour, Shepapa, you mentioned that that every spiritual master is also called Acharya. Every spiritual master is called Acharya. (laughs) Acharya. In our, in our, Let's take the second one first. In our ISKCON society, can we
0: call the spiritual master as Acharya? Um, certainly, you can personally, in your personal uh, dealings with your spiritual master, you can call your spiritual master your Acharya. However, we have ISKCON law that a spiritual master of some disciples in ISKCON cannot be called an Acharya in general. Now, uh, The reason being that we want to establish that Srila Prabhupada is the founder Acharya of ISKCON. And we don't want any of his disciples, grand-disciples, great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grand-disciples great, great, great to take over the position of Acharya of Iskon. So your Acharya is your Acharya, but your Acharya may not be my Acharya. And even today in Iskand we have very different gurus and Acharyas who are going to give di- different detailed instructions to their disciples, sometimes uh, even opposing. Correct? Yes? Do we have this? We have very different views of different gurus in our ISKCON movement, unity and diversity. So your acharya may not be his acharya. So therefore, ISKCON law has prohibited using titles like this, which would imply, in a public form, which would imply that that person is the general acharya for all of this. How can we disrespect or envy? Let's look at envy first. Envy means, I wish you ill. Envy means, I want to be as great or greater than you, and I wish harm to you. So one should never aspire to be greater than one's guru, and one should never wish harm to one's guru. In fact, one should not aspire to be greater than anyone or wish harm to anyone. But what to speak of someone who's doing you good and someone who's sacrificing for you? Um, Disrespect. I, I think most of us know what disrespect is. Of course, the definition of disrespect varies considerably from one culture to the next. What's disrespectful in India may not be disrespectful in Korea, for example. So respect is according to very individual criteria of the time, place, and circumstance, the culture that you're in, the particular relationship you have with the spiritual master, uh, the gender of the people involved, the ages of the people involved. I think respect is a little bit more complicated. But then the principle of always having any did you have something? Uh, just real quick. Uh, Srila Prabhupada, in a letter to one of his disciples said that um, uh, he he only um, criticized or found fault or uh, uh, pointed things out to him because he was um, because he was. Uh, because out of his love for this disciple, he wanted him to be Krishna conscious, so he pointed these things out. Maybe he was feeling it was coming in a critical way, but Sri Prabhupada says, I only do that out of my love for you. Okay. So, so he- Prabhupada said in the letter that he only criticized disciples out of love. That's the job of a parent. Yes, but we'll take you and that you had a question? And that'll be the last one.
1: Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you all for your
0: hospitality here at New Vrindavan. It really is becoming Vrindavan, and people should be able to come here and feel that they are truly in Vrindavan. That of Vrindavan Chandra, ki, jai. All the Vajvastis living here, ki, jai. All the management who sheds all their blood
1: every day to keep the place going, ki, jai. Shema ki,